Okay, good morning, everybody. Happy New Week. I'm super excited to be sitting here uh, next to another one of my recently published authors, Louise James. Uh, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. It's great. Yeah, I'm super, super proud of you. And I can't wait to talk about, you know, your book, No Full Stops. Uh, but today's topic is term, uh, named, It's Never Too Late to Rewrite Your Storyline. So Louise, you and I met in a Wollongong workshop like three years ago, I think. Yeah, it was. It just came up on Facebook. Um, I the think photo. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And and I was intrigued. It's something I'd wanted to do for a long time. And I just thought, oh, I'll just go along. And I believe I signed up that day. You did. I just went with my gut. Yeah, my intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think um, uh, August was your uh, retreat. It was one of the last few face-to-face -face ones. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, as we, as we spoke about before we got on live, you know, you took a little bit longer than other people to complete your book, but you're here sitting with me. And I said, that's the whole reason we're doing the interviews because the book is our challenge book. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. He loves it. No full stop. I love it. I love the cover and uh, it's your memoir. And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but also you do a lot more than sharing your memoir. But let me give you guys the official introduction of Louise and then we'll get into the um, content and the story and all that. So she's Louise James is a holistic counselor and coach, motivational speaker, engaging storyteller. She's super funny <laughs> and post-cancer thriver. After a 25 year long career working with some of the world's most recognizable brands in the corporate and non-for-profit sector, it took an unexpected diagnosis of breast cancer in 2015 to bring Louise to a full stop or so it seemed. Today Louise is the author of No Full Stops, a memoir in which she shares intimate aspects of her cancer journey and she's the founder of the No Full Stops community designed to help others connect, heal, grow and move beyond their own full stop moment. Louise's passion is to help others discover it's never too late to rewrite your storyline and live a full and vibrant life, a life that has no full stops. And just the other day, she hit the number one Amazon bestseller uh, in so many categories, <laughs> you know, so let's talk about this amazing, um, you know, story that you have. Tell me, like, you know, you had wanted before we met, you had said to me, you know, when we were doing like kind of the, the interview process after the seminar, you wanted to write a book for a very, very long time. So yeah. why then? <laughs> okay, so when I was about nine, I, um, as all children do, announce what you're going to be as a grown-up, and I announced I wanted to be a writer, um, and I was given a typewriter for Christmas, but by that time, I'd already changed my mind, and I wanted a live dog, so um, all those parents out there, I totally get it when you think you've been told to get a Christmas present, and then you're told the night before something different, um, but that love of writing and me connecting with my emotions and stuff I found very healing. I used to keep a thousand journals and I still have some from when I was about 11. And then over the years, I actually, you know, used to write for marketing and strategies and copywriting. So it was part of the profession, but it's a very different experience when you're writing for somebody else um, and in their voice or showing a product. So this journey, um, I, I found after cancer, I was really struggling with my mental health, really to try and work out what had happened that had got me to that point um, of disease and not to replicate it going forward. So finding meaning out of it. 
So there was very much an urge for me to write it out. I actually had thought of a different book um, I was originally going to write about my son was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. And at that time, I wanted to share what it's like as a parent to get the diagnosis and go through therapies. But when I then um, got cancer, I think it was more I wanted to show my children and a legacy for them. Um, and I find that the book really is my love letter to them and how they help steer me through or have that laser focus to get through treatments. Mm. Um, and so I actually, when I started writing the book, I sent it to a friend and she said, you're writing two books, which I love the overachievement, but <laughs> I settled on um, writing the book about that roller coaster year of treatment and the aftermath. Yeah, I love that. And so you did it, uh, you know, writing a book for you was very much another healing journey, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And talk was, the, 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 the part um, that I, what, the, what intrigued me about coming with 48 Hour Author was the ability to find people to help me nurture that story to come out. Because when you haven't really quite found your own voice for yourself, and you're writing the first time, you're not sure how it's going to be accepted, what's the content going to be like, Is what's it going to mean to other people, and that retreat and meeting those fabulous other authors and your team really got me on the first point for success to writing the book. I know that I'm, I'm probably not the most cookie-cutter person, so the process took me longer, but actually just having that weekend and putting it in my diary, I'm literally going away down to Melbourne, away from where I live in New South Wales, and committing to it. And I think it was the first point of like committing to write the book is such a big moment. Um, and when we went to the retreat, I probably spent about 25%, maybe more of the time crying <laughs> because <laughs> it was suddenly going, okay, now we're doing it. Um, and I'd already started writing some of it, but it, yes. I, I literally needed to settle into that creative process and what it is that I wanted to say. Um, so, yeah, it was a really healing journey just to make sense of it. And really, when you're writing, it's a different thing from writing in your journal. You also want to make it enjoyable. The book itself, cancer is the element that threads through the story, but it's got so many universal themes of parenting, um, being a single parent during that time, family dynamics, how people outside of the cancer journey react to it, um, how you as a patient are trying to hold yourself together and focus on the next step. Yeah. So it brings in a lot of financial, um, some other financial themes, just everyday life themes for people as well. So I think yeah. that's where it's a quite, a, it's a journey you can see how I travel through through that time. Yeah, I love it. And you've got some photos in there as well that I've seen. Yes, I. one of the things I loved as well about the process of working with you guys was to be able to have you know I already had the logo and this is actually my my name written um yeah. is to have that ability to have that when you haven't found your voice to be able to really make those decisions yeah. um, and work with the team and one of the things that I felt that was not available to me at the time is what does it look like that process you know when yeah. do you get your hair shaved um, yeah. what is the etiquette is there etiquette of going for cancer you know treatment so and also I didn't really understand all the different styles when they come <laughs> back through treatments um, because you logically know you're going to 
potentially, depending on your treatment, lose your hair, but it's when eyebrows, ear, hair, nose, hair, all these different things, there are these sort of like, I kind of liken it to, you know, the terms and condition of a holiday brochure, where you like, oh, this looks okay. And then underneath there's all these, and by the way, you might find this and some people might be this and you go, oh my goodness. But yeah. it was also I wanted to capture the beautiful drawings that my daughter did. Yeah. She, it was her way of expressing herself and they were my litmus test for how they were going and how we were all traveling. So yeah. I wanted it to be, and look at me as a proud mother, I'm doing show well <laughs> here, but um, within that to capture those essence and that heart of what held me and the tremendous outpouring of support from friends and family from a number of organizations, hence I'm wearing pink today. And thank you, you got yeah, the memo. I had no idea, by the way, we didn't organize this. <laughs> it's actually Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So one of the decisions I made when I went, um, when I made it to Amazon bestseller was for the ebook I had launched specifically in October for this month to donate yeah. a dollar for every download on Amazon for the ebook to go to breast cancer cool. awareness research and support. So that's been really important to give back and to thank those people who held us and my, you know, and the family through this time. I love that. I love that. And we'll tell you guys everything, uh, all your details where you can get the, this book, but talk to me a little bit about your approach to living a more holistic life uh, or having that holistic approach to life. What does that mean? And, you know, how is how yeah. do you create that in your life now? Well, I think the first thing I want to say is that for me sharing my story and at the time when I was going through treatment on, uh, you know, just sharing bits on Facebook really helped me connect. Yep. And as we mentioned, it helped me heal and then grow from the process. And during that time of looking back and reflecting what learnings I had, I realized I was in such survival mode during that period of time going through treatment, which served me really well because I was very disconnected with my emotions and my what was happening in my body. I couldn't name the emotion, what I was feeling. And it was, you know, um, a great way of surviving where you're physically being moved around and stuff, but not a great way of living. So when I talk about holistic approach, it's really about connecting into how you're thinking the thoughts that you're saying to yourself what are you feeling in your body yeah. because there is this dis-ease is like where you're there's a, a not a balance within you um and for me I'd lost touch with my own connection to my own inner wisdom and soul and stuff so not that sounds like I'm soulless not that I was soulless or anything but for me the holistic approach is really connecting your mind body spirit soul um and being more balanced and grounded within yourself to really be your true authentic self i think sometimes in life we continue with what we think we should be doing in life the expectations and we all have different chapters along the way where we become the mother and we sort of fade into the background we just are the mum doing everything for everyone else and we deprioritize ourselves but if we don't fill our cup full we yeah. can't help other people so for me, it's just being mindful a bit more about how we're going through life. Um, and when you are given a full stop moment, especially like a health diagnosis with an uncertain time length, yeah. it really teaches you about being in the now and making the most of your life and to really live that full life. Um, yeah. So that's what I mean by that side of things. What are some things that you do to nurture, as you say, mind, body, spirit? What are some, some things that you 
Well, things like, um, and it can be different from everybody. Yeah. For me, just getting out in nature and just being reconnected, just really, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute overthinker and I can get quite anxious. So it's really trying to get back into your body because otherwise your thoughts just go round and round. Yeah. And so going into nature and sort of just going and listening and being mindful about what can I hear, what can I smell, what can I touch? Yeah. Um, and things like meditations i found for myself with personally and there's a plethora of meditations but a meditation where you sit silently in a lotus position was never going to work for me well that's what i was going to say i'm curious what do you do (laughs) so there are different type ones you can get ones where someone takes you through a guided meditation or you can hear music there's lots of different ones and it's really about testing what works for you and as i said before i really do believe you know with the cookie cutter there are processes and there are um projects or things that we can do um that if we have a list and we can check which works for us so for example i love gardening and it is a kind of mindful thing because you're not really thinking And that's when you drop in and think, ah, it just sort of slows you down. It's that tactile approach. But there are other people who wouldn't be. I've got some clients and one of them is um, an uh, um, extreme sports person and running for her is like breathing. For me, that is like putting a pin in my eye. So (laughs) (laughs) you're a runner, aren't you? Or you do. I'm not a runner. I do exercise, but it's... um... You know, I'm very disciplined about it. I, I don't really like too much to sweat, but but I still do it anyway because I know yeah. it's good for me. Exactly. You know? So it's, that, it's yeah. that physical movement. It could be something like painting or, you know, like you can do the colouring books and things like that. Mm. And for me, writing gets a lot of my stuff out. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a whole toolbox. That's and awesome. that's one of the reasons I... At the same time as doing the book, I was studying to be a holistic counsellor because I wanted to find different um, things that work for me. So I love essences. I love crystals, much to my children's like, "Mm." Um, (laughs) and all sorts of different things. So, yeah, it's whatever works for you. But there's so many. And that's what's wonderful is it doesn't have to cost much. You can listen to a podcast for free these days. You can download on YouTube. There's lots of things available. Yeah, about making time for yourself, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's always being busy with other people's priorities. Um, and I know what you're saying about the writing. I was speaking to a journalist like last week, and and she kept wanting to write other people's stories, and she had seven book ideas. And then I said, yeah, but the one that you're actually avoiding is the one that's about you, and the one that's going to make you more vulnerable, and that's the one I want you to do. Yeah, you know, so that's where you've come from as well. So. Um, the other thing that you say, don't wait for your full stop moment. I mean, there's so many times we've seen in life that people have that health diagnosis. It's like um, motivation comes, I've learned that we're motivated because of a reward, punishment or survival, right? And obviously the, the strongest of the three, survival, which is the full stop moment, as you say. So um, you said create a full and vibrant life now. So how can someone who hasn't had a full stop moment as? Yeah. Well, I think for me, actually, with a full stop moment, I actually think it's broader. For me, this was the largest one. But I've had full stop moments on the way. And I think we will have, you know, when separation or raising children, uh, you know, my son's diagnosis. I think it's a moment where it's a life altering 
moment or a situation. So for me, the reason why it's for me, the prevalence of no full stops now is COVID, you know, people's certainty and what path they thought they were going on has somehow been shattered. Um, and it could be that your job that was always the guaranteed source of income has gone. Yeah. It's actually what that full stop moment is, whatever it is for you. And it doesn't have to be. And I know when I was going through cancer, people would often go, oh, I can't tell you what's happening in my life because you're having something major. For me, about stress and challenges we go through in life, it's not about the what we put on a Richter scale of what the challenge is. It's how we process it, how we go through, what we learn from it, and how we come through it. So um, actually, I'm going to be starting a podcast for No Full Stops to talk to other people about what their moment was, whether it was a health thing or it was another moment. And for me, the power was in the pause, is taking the time afterwards. I've had a number of health issues leading up to this point. And I felt like I was a firefighter. It's under control, let's move on. I never gave myself that breath or time to go, well, what happened? What did I do to help create that? Which of course, when you're talking about cancer, you don't want to think about that. I've done this to myself, but there are elements that you can see coming up, the stress yeah. and the ignoring that sort of side of things. So um, for me, it's about taking that time to reflect and pause, to really re-regulate your emotions, to really feel into your body and your intuition and to really go, what have I learned from this? And what am I gonna take going forward? Are there changes in my life that I would like to make? Obviously yeah. with something like a life altering event like this one, it was, if I only had five more years to live, what would I be wanting to do? Where would I stand right now? And that was why the book, back circling back to your question originally for me it was I still hadn't had my five-year clearance at that time and for me it was I need to write this now because I might not be here later mm -hmm. so it's about prioritizing what's important to you not what's important to everybody else because you only have one chance in life and um, so that's where I'm hoping to inspire through other people's stories and sharing theirs um, where we are, because there's always someone who's got better off life or someone worse off life. It's about putting that perspective back into where you are right now and enjoying the moment for where it is right now. And I love the the pause, you know, like taking the pause and just reflecting yeah. because I think we have so many stories and wisdom we can pull out of. I mean, the growth comes from the tough times. Absolutely. It doesn't come from everything is happy and you know, you, you end up in a comfort zone where nothing really, like every day seems kind of all the same. So the shake-ups that we get, we hate them. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, it's change, and it's it's dealing with that. And also just to your point where you're talking about stories, we often tell ourselves a certain story. We need to be this way. We need to do this. So it's actually uncovering going, is that something I've um, held on from childhood is it something someone else has told yeah. me I shouldn't couldn't do that but it's actually about going well let's try it let's be brave let's be fearless let's try something and take a risk and if it doesn't you know well we know that wasn't right for us and we try something new yeah get never failure always feedback and nothing is a waste of time everything is a learning opportunity yeah. and I absolutely love and believe in that so you talked about a podcast mm. that uh, be, uh, There's a big microphone there on the table. Yeah, ready I love to it. In. <laughs> when is is it starting up soon? Um, well, what it what one thing that I wanted to mention about the book with the process as well is um, when you're writing something, it's also about 
giving yourself that creative process and time, that time to reintegrate your new knowledge. And then at what point do you then introduce things? So I think it's the perfect time that I want to, by the end of this year, to have started the podcast. Nice. Do I know how to do it technologically? No, that's something I've got to learn some new skills. Um, but I've already asked a few people to share their stories. So yeah. I have all of those. Um, and that's what I love about the creative process, because I actually had um, bought that. I think it was called a slug number, isn't it, for the for the podcast? The yeah. name, no full stops. I'd registered it uh-huh. a couple of years ago. So I've been paying for it before it was yeah. ready. But I needed to be ready to be able to facilitate those conversations. And so through this process, writing it and um you know coming through from the other side um I'm ready now to help other people share their stories give voice to that and that's what's so aligned with me and coming through you guys is that you are bringing these voice because we all have stories to tell we're always sometimes self-doubtful about why would someone want to hear but it is that humanness that's what we want to hear and people's vulnerability is our superpower yeah, I agree. And um, I'm so proud of people who actually back themselves like you did because um, they're the ones that are going to impact, you know, others who might be just starting to go through the journey or all that sort of stuff. So how else? So podcasts, what else will you be doing? How else do you work with people? Um, so as I said, I, I, I did my holistic counselling and I knew for myself that I it's a journey. Life is a journey, but there's also different stages yeah. where you want to connect in or you might feel quite isolated which is why it was important for me to put the book in to help people with cancer or their people around them understand what they might be going through or for them to be able to speak their needs or ask them what do they need um, so for me it's all about that connection element and that's why the podcast and my writing and all yeah. of those things is to help people find that space where they are Um, I think it's important to voice where you are and have a safe and non-judgmental space to do that and unpack yourself because often your friends and family will want to try and fix you or stop you from speaking about it so I wanted to create a space where someone could come to me and I'll hold that space for them to be able to unpack um, and also for them to be able to help for them to see any limiting stories and beliefs that might be holding them back and really tap back into their intuition um, and then coach them through the process of what was it that you would like to do and help make those small steps of change because we often have a vision of where we want to go so the vision of writing the book as you said before I've had for a long time it's I always liken myself to a bit like a slinky dog you know the head's there and then my body's sort of coming on slowly up towards where my head is. So yeah, it's really helping them from that full journey. Um, so they can go to my website, louisejames.com. And I'm just now pulling all those pieces together because I always knew there was a healing element of getting the emotions out and releasing them. And I've just been doing some other training on that side. So it's I've looked at what I felt like I needed along the way and the difference and community and that's what I'd like to offer other people. And that's where you've we've, you've seen qualifications and education so yeah. you can you know kind of go well we always I always believe that the books that we write are not for other people are there for the past version of us yeah when we ultimately get the chance to help others so once we go through a transformative process and we've had our own you know, growth and all that, the only further way we can grow is by helping other people. Yeah. Okay? And that's where kind of 
you know, you have arrived, you know, first of all, you were the one that needed all the education, the growth, all the tools and all that. And now you've upskilled yourself and, you know, now you're going to see your growth through other people, which is, which is what's happening. You know, the, the way I help you guys write your books. Yeah. You know, when I see you doing things out there, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what gives me fulfillment. So that, that can see that. Exactly. And I knew, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I knew that there's a reason why I'm still here. There's something where I want to help people fulfill their full potential too. Yeah. Um, and I've always, you know, as you mentioned before, I've worked with not-for-profits. I've always had that side of me that wants to help other people, but there's also a part where you have to help yourself first. And I also need to experience certain elements. So I can, I know I'm empathetic, but it's also from having those experiences, you could really, everybody wants to be seen and felt and valued and heard. And I want to give that experience to other people as well. So they feel supported along the way too. Yeah, I love it. All right. So uh, last thing is let's um, cover off, like, how was the process, you know, the publishing process, you know, going through all the bits and pieces, you know, editing, you know, as we said, your journey was a little bit longer than, um, you know, the traditional three or four months after retreat and you got book in hand because you had a healing process to go through. So how did you feel? <coughs> well, it was healing. And also I, um, we had the bushfires. There's only been a few pandemic bushfires and things yeah. along, <laughs> along the way as well. Um, what I found was, you know, it, it's like learning a new language. Um, yeah. It was the same with the cancer diagnosis. You're like, I have no idea what these people are talking about. So it's an education part in, okay, how do you, where do you start with the story? What do you, how do you unpack it? What am I trying to say? All of those elements. The beauty for me was I had written, and as I mentioned, I'd written sort of two books and yeah. I restructured it, but then we had the bushfires and I actually needed to pause away from it to then go back to it. And yeah. what was the beauty of um, your team and um, was that we had that community, but I also felt held. I didn't feel shamed if I hadn't followed and done it within three months. It allowed me to have that myself, yeah. to have that breathing space as well. Um, so having that part, also the team, even from the last moment, as you know, we laugh about, there was a chapter I had, which was called, um, here comes, or here comes the Calvary. Um, and it was referring to my two sisters coming over to help yeah. me when I first got diagnosed and somehow along the way, the change of spelling had happened. Um, and I hadn't picked it up. The editor hadn't picked it up because the word could have been used, um, cavalry, I understand is like on a crucifix. So yeah. she could have taken it as a context. Oh, I think she means yeah. she's about to start this really horrific journey. <laughs> yeah. I meant it as like charge of the light brigade. You know, here's my sisters. The cavalry have arrived. And it was um, one of your publishing, uh, Viv, who picked up because she's English as well. And it was, it's like a team effort. And I felt like a village was helping support mm -hmm. me every step of the way. And that's what I really enjoyed. And you've got some amazing new processes like during the editing process as well, just having the other authors there. So I'm really grateful for that. And it's not just about, here's the book, see you. Mm. You're part of that community going forward. And yeah. so I'm really looking forward to writing my second book. Yeah, and your masterclasses, you know, that yes. you need to be attending now, you know. So have you been to a couple before? Yes, I have. So sorry. Yeah, good reminder. Um, the masterclasses as well, because it also gives you an opportunity to go, OK, how would I create this as a product? Now, mine's a memoir. So it was really I felt it was important to share my story. If I'm going to 
ask people to share their stories yeah. and be vulnerable. Um, but there are ways that you know how to speak or how to go through. So you cover all of those elements. And also if you're setting up a new business, how would you go through talk to media? So yeah. all of that, it was, well, if I was going to use the word holistic, it is that holistic <laughs> approach of book writing. Of writing a book, yeah. yeah. Then obviously working out ways to monetize it. And every story I believe, and even when people do write their memoirs, I think has got an approach within it. Yes. That can then be reverse engineered. I mean, you're already doing it in, with your counseling and things like that. You're reverse engineering the tools that you you used in your journey to yeah. help other people. So there is. It's just because the book is not a system. It's actually no, yeah. a memoir that doesn't mean it doesn't have a system behind it that you can bring in. I love it. So your book can be bought at Louise James, spelled just normal, guys, <laughs> just because sometimes this goes out as um, as an audio. So louisejames.com. Yeah. Um, and um, and if you get it from Louise, she'll sign it for you before she yes. goes out. Yeah, Otherwise, it is on all your good online um, stores like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of those places. And as we said earlier, the Kindle version, if you buy that, you will be donating a dollar from every Kindle sale towards what uh, did we? So it's it's towards that? breast cancer um, research and support services yeah. because there were a number of um, and I acknowledge them in the book at the back actually who help provide. Um, when I first launched the book, I was able to um, do a, sh a small event before we got locked down again, um, and so I was able to give to one of the local cancer oh. services. So this is me giving back to some of the other ones to so help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Well, there you go. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Thus, while we we're both wearing pink. <laughs> um, as we said, we didn't plan it that, that, that we'll end up matching, uh, but it worked out and it's like everything synchronicity. I think it happens for a reason. So I really appreciate your time this morning and I wish you every success with the journey of clients and the people you'll be help, helping to make it a little bit less you know, uh, frustrating for, for them. And um, of course, keep helping more people avoid full stop moments well <laughs> as much as they can, but live life to the fullest. So thank you so much, Louise. Thank you. Thanks so much. Dear gorgeous. Bye. Take care. Bye.